Welcome back to the Be Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio. And today's episode is part three of some solo episodes that I'm doing um, kind of in regards to, I felt like I was holding myself back from being my authentic self on this podcast. And I expressed, if you guys listened to either one of the last two episodes, I didn't feel like I was showing up as like my truest version of myself. I felt like the name of the podcast is called Beauty Inspires Beauty. So therefore things had to kind of be pretty and not so gritty. And every time I dropped an F-bomb, I felt like it was like nails on a chalkboard. So, you know, I'm unapologetically now going to show up as myself. Um, however that comes out, whatever vibe or mood I'm in for the day, that's what you're going to get. Cause that's real life, right? We can't maintain something that's not truly ourselves for too long. We can't fake it till we make it forever. We can't authentically, you know, talk or speak about or work in a career, do something that doesn't feel like it's right for us. So that's where this has all kind of come from. And I just dedicated the next several episodes to the solo podcast on really sharing with you guys what that looks like for me and how it can relate to you somehow in your business and your personal life. Um, some things you might be going through, you know, it's, it's crazy how these last couple of years have transformed my mindset yet. I'm still the same person. You know what I mean? Like if you asked any of my friends in high school or growing up, like I'm truly still who I always have been. I'm just a more educated, confident, um, assertive person. I think, I, I think I'm a little more empathetic than I used to be too, a little less judgmental, um, a little calmer. I still have my moments. If you know me, you know that like I get really fired up and passionate about things. I'm about, you know, health and fitness, about the safety and well-being of my family, um, about taking care of my business, about owning what it is I'm trying to create in this world. So wherever you're at in your journey of life, of business, uh, kind of post pandemic, I know we're still kind of in it here in California and San Diego, but a lot of us are back to our normal lives now. And I think so many of us are lacking direction as to where we're going with our life. I feel like this giant pause or forced pause over the last year and a half, two years, um, created so many different ripple effects in all of our lives and businesses. And I really haven't talked much about that on here. It was the time I needed to start the podcast. And so like any good podcaster, all I did was bring in guests to interview because that was the easy way to start showing up. When you do interviews, it's easier to have your guests talk and share some knowledge and ask questions. Um, but what I've really found for myself is I love connecting with people. I love talking with people. That's why I've lasted in the career as long as I have being behind the chair for 20 years. It's why when I go to networking events, I get a lot out of them because I'm not afraid to talk to people. I'm not afraid to actually really listen. I love asking questions. I guess I'm just a little nosy. And so who knew that nosiness and talking a lot, which I got bad grades for in school, would then lead me to be a really good interviewer and podcaster. So never let anybody shit on your bad habits. And I just threw up air quotes with that um, because I can't tell you how many times my son's been sent home with a note saying that he talks too much and he doesn't pay attention, that he's always in everyone's business. And I'm like, bro, that's who true leaders are in the world. People who speak up when they see something wrong or they try to help out somebody or they get up in someone's business because they see something good's going on over there and they want to see what's going on. So this forced pause for all of us and this time off or this time to get clear um, or to really pull back and say, am I in the industry that I really want to be in? 
And I think a lot of us questioned it for a little bit. I think so many people, my true creatives, like my true, true creatives that live for doing hair, live for doing makeup, live to be in this beauty industry, truly miss the craft. But for so many of us, it's a social outlet. It's a way to connect. It's the only time we get to vibe with other adults, especially if you're a mom or a dad. Um, it's our place of socialization, of education, of catching up on what's going on, um, of making friends. We make friends with our clients, with our coworkers. A lot of us spend a lot of time after work with coworkers and people. So your environment is truly everything. And I think all of us being stuck at home alone had a totally different experience. I think people who were truly introverts went even more into the introvert bubble. And those of us who were maybe on borderline extroverts um, really lost a sense of purpose, of passion, and started to question, you know, where am I going with my business and my career? And like any good setback, the comeback is always fierce and real. And I feel like for our industry, like we got a flood of new business coming and finding us, people reaching out. Are you taking new clients? Um, because unfortunately we lost a lot of people in this industry. I think people who are maybe borderline all are already on their way out or just looking for the perfect excuse to have some time away, get a little side income from the pandemic, like from the stimulus to look for what else was out there for them. So that created a surplus in clients for those of us choosing to stay in the industry. And unfortunately, I think you know, over 30 plus salons in San Diego alone closed. So I don't know where you guys are at listening to this, but I'm sure you guys lost a good amount of local businesses as well. So just think how that like dripped down to our industry, especially the touching industry, right? Like we're touching people all day long. So what I really dove into the last two years and kind of pre-pandemic was self-education was um, I invested in this business mastermind called Fast Foundations. And through that mastermind, I completely opened my mind and my mindset to what it takes to be a true entrepreneur, what it takes to truly build the foundation in any business, whether it's a brick and mortar, whether it's a person to person, whether it's business to person, um, whether it's an online business at the end of the day, um, you are your brand, you are your business unless you're creating something to scale and sell, then maybe that might look a little bit different. But I think I'm talking to those of you who are similar to my industry, where you are still trading time for money. You are a service-based business. Um, what, what does that now look like for us? And being able to learn those foundational skills, man, I wish I would have had this education 20 years ago. I mean, even 10 years ago, but the world was different 10, 20 years ago. When I started in the industry in 2001, um, there was no social media that what we do now to promote and to market our business did not even exist. Uh, the tried and true method of getting out there and actually networking and talking to people in real life, like doesn't even really exist anymore. People, people don't just automatically solicit and say, Hey, here's my card. We just opened this new salon down the street. I'd love to have you in for a blowout just so you can see how I am and check out the salon. Like that's so rare now. I think what's been cool that I've watched over the last 20 years is our industry has elevated from when I started being a hairdresser was not a high level career. It was not the elite. It was not the cool kids didn't go do hair. It was the people, this was the stigma, the people who couldn't figure out what they wanted to do, maybe couldn't get into college or afford college who needed to get a job right away. So they did a one year, you know, schooling do it to do hair, but it was pretty much those of us who couldn't figure out what we wanted to do. And I actually fell in that category. And I told myself I would go to beauty school and do hair until I figured out what I wanted to do. Well, deep down, I'd always wanted to be a teacher. Um, but when you look up teacher salaries, 
I was like, I definitely did at the time it was 20 years ago. I don't want to make 25 to $40,000 a year. And I also thought how, how can I be nice to other people's kids all day and then come home and be nice to my own kids eventually. So that was like, well, what else are you going to do? And what's so crazy is I never thought of myself as coming into this industry to then be an educator and a teacher and a mentor. Um, but here we are. So that's kind of part of my point of talking about this is that the education world now is inundated. Like you can find the answer to any question that pops into your little mind so easily. It's Googleable. It's on the World Wide web. It's on YouTube. It's right here on your phone. It's anywhere. There's a book on it. There's probably six books on it by now. There's probably 19 podcast episodes on whatever question you might fathom up, you will find an answer or a post or a blog of it on, on the internet. So what this mastermind basically did for me, because I had never invested in myself like I did for this, like at that level, such a high level, such a huge investment for me personally, um, aside from going to school. Um, it opened my mind to the world of possibility of like, what is possible? Where could I go with my life and my business? And for someone who is a true, like hands-on creative, like I learned by watching. So you show me a haircut, I can replicate it. You show me how to put the color on, I can do it. You teach me how to do makeup by visually like teaching me, I can probably, you know, recreate it. Um, but when it comes to being told like strategies and businesses and this and that, it's like I, a lot of it gets lost. And so when I got into that group, it was almost like I was being fire hosed all this new information uh, about online businesses, about scaling my business, about marketing on social media, how to speak to your ideal client who was my ideal client. You mean I get to choose who my ideal client was? There were so many aha moments that probably didn't really exist 20 years ago, especially when I started. When I started in the industry, it was like, you take who you could get, you say yes to everything, you cut corners on pricing, not necessarily work, but like you give deals, you do all these things. And what I've seen over the last 20 years is, you know, the trends have changed. We made it through the recession of 2008, kind of unscathed I did um, because I'd already built my business. So that actually didn't hit me as hard as it did some people who weren't prepared for it. And I feel like this is kind of a repeat of 2008 if you were around for that time uh, in the recession and all of that. Obviously, the housing market is just going wild right now um, everywhere. If you're in California, even in Arizona, where some of my friends are, like the market is bananas. But like anything, it's going to calm down just like this boom and influx of new clients that we've been seeing. So I don't know how many of you have felt that, but um, those of you who had put together processes and systems of how you booked clients, of how you showed up for your clients, of what you were charging, I think we're more prepared than those of us who didn't have a steady way of doing business yet. So the people I see really thriving during this time are people who already had boundaries, already had their pricing set where they really wanted it or weren't afraid to raise their prices, who already gave an elevated experience to their clients. Um, they weren't cutting corners. They weren't showing up in their pajamas. They weren't coming to work with wet hair. They weren't coming to work without makeup on. Because side note, you joined the beauty industry. So if that's how you want to show up, like it's time to switch careers. It's time to go train clients at the gym at 5 a.m., wear a cute outfit and not have to wear makeup. Or I don't know, work behind the computer where nobody can see you. Because the beauty industry is not where you belong if you are not willing to put on your best face for the day. And at the end of the day, you can agree with me or not agree with me, but I don't know how I would ever feel comfortable charging two, three, four hundred dollars for a service wearing my pajamas with no makeup and my hair looking like shit. I just couldn't feel 
good about that. So if we're in a different boat, if you don't agree, I would love to hear your thoughts, you know, send me a message. But if you do agree, I would love for you to repost this, share it with anybody who you think would benefit from hearing that it is time to really, this is the time to embrace this industry as the high level career experience that it can be. I mean, we're up there now with med spas, with like plastic surgeon, like hair and makeup is the icing to the cake, right? So some of these young kids are charging four or $500 for services. The extension business is blowing up. Like people give a fuck what they look like. And if you're bringing an elevated service, if you're staying up on your education, whether it's new tricks, new, um, tools you're using, uh, classes you're investing in, share that kind of stuff with your clients so they know why you're raising your prices. Um, if, if the client comes in, they've been coming to you for a while and they've been getting charged you know, $200 every single time. And then all of a sudden they come in for the next appointment and now it's $300 and, and absolutely nothing has changed. They just see a new ticket price and they're like, oh, you raised your prices. You know, they're going to wonder why without any explanation. So if you have that that education to prove and show to them. It's not like, well, my rent went up at the salon, so I had to raise your rent or raise your prices. It was like, well, I've really invested in my business and my education. And today I did a few new things on you, or I'm going to do that. Like explain to your client why the value has gone up and why you're in such high demand. You know, my books have filled up so much. I've had to kind of figure out where I want to allocate my time, you know, using communication as a way to stay in the know with your clients when they know what's going on, they trust you. And when clients trust you, they stay with you, you know, you know what I mean? So with all that being said, back to the education portion of it, yesterday I was at a class that kind of got gifted to us. Um, I'm coaching at a, a local salon here in La Jolla and there's about 13 stylists there. And we luckily got gifted this last minute class by this amazing instructor who works for Davinus. He has his own education. His name is Michael. And he came in and did a, um, a straight blade cutting class with us and being in real life, touching real hair, doing a real haircut in real time as he taught it to us, like got me so inspired yesterday. And it's been so long since I've done a hands-on class because a we've been closed and we haven't been able to do anything in real life, but B, you know, basic to me, things like this weren't where I allocated my time before I was too busy growing the new salon. I was too busy, like hustling clients through the door and, and doing the grind that I stopped doing the educational portion that was going to motivate and inspire me to stay relevant in this industry. And I thought, you know, doing all the education on the back end was what needed to be done. And I did, I put two full years, two and a half years into that. Um, and it's paid dividends, right. With my new coaching business, with the podcast going and all that. So it's never for nothing, but you never want to stray too far from what truly lights you up and gets you excited. And I've talked about this before in previous podcasts, you know, your environment is everything. Everything is a energy exchange that even that money and time with your client is an energy exchange that whoever's sitting next to you working, whoever you're working for, uh, wherever you're working at, if you are feeling drained at the end of the day, but you still love what you do, it's time to question like the environment that you're in. And you may have outgrown the place that you're at. You may have outgrown the people you're working with. And that's on you to figure out if where you're at still a right fit. And I've seen so many people, you know, move into solo spaces or move into smaller where it's just them and their client. And I get, I get why a lot of people are doing that. You're in control of your business. You're in control of the safety of you and your client, especially during COVID and all that. Um, but I do think it's our nature to be in packs, to do this type of work. 
we feed off each other's energy. We learn from each other. We're inspired from each other. Um, you may not want to do the crazy hair that the girl next to you does, but man, it sure gets you fired up to try new things. Right. And she's probably equally inspired by what you do. And over the years, as I've had assistants, you know, training them and teaching them how it's always helped me be a better hairdresser too. When I can clearly communicate to her, the client can hear what's going on and then they're educated as well. So that levels up the value perception of, of what I can charge. So what's so crazy is like, so a couple of years ago, I don't know if I've actually told this part of the story and as to why I joined the mastermind. So a couple of years ago, I was feeling kind of stagnant in my business. I was feeling like I'd kind of hit the ceiling, the glass ceiling that I talked about in the last episode. And that glass ceiling was like a number I'd put in my head as to like, this is as high up you, as you could make it in this industry. And I'd already done it. I'm there, you know, what's next. And I started looking outward for other things to excel my success, which for me was make more money to me. If I made more money, that would equate to me being more successful. And while that is true for many of us, that thought process, um, my perception of success, like almost took me out of an industry that I loved and brought me so much joy. So with that being said, I literally did have the premise to go into that teaching, that education portion of the mastermind with the mindset of leaving the industry somehow and creating something completely different. Using my experience and my knowledge and my know-how, what could I then do in a different business model? And, you know, based off the stigma that had always been ingrained in me that you're just a hairdresser or you're just this or just that, like I had thought I'd work through that. Um, and I don't truly believe that that's the case that we're just makeup artists or we're just this or whatever. Nobody's just anything. Um, I definitely feel a sense of pride and, um, all of that when it comes to what I do and what you guys do, I feel like this industry is next level now, especially what I've seen the growth in 20 years. Um, but it was because I didn't take the time to look around and see like, is my environment supporting the type of successful life I want to have? And the answer would have been no. So what did I do? I externally looked for other things to make me happy and make me feel like those successes were going to come to me. So I'm happy for the situation I was in because it made me invest and look elsewhere to create some momentum later on in my life. But had I really realized that I wasn't burnout, I wasn't over the industry. I just needed a change of environment. I needed to be around high level people who were doing better than me, who were more successful than me in the industry. I needed to get around people who were learning new things that could teach me new things because I was kind of one of the senior stylists at the big salon I had been at years before. And while that's great and you kind of have a sense of like leadership and whatever, there's not a lot of other people to learn from. And that's where I think it keeps us in the game as far as being a creative, I don't, I can't speak on other industries. Um, but I think for us, you, you really need to be inspired on the regular to be a creative and to create like we do and to be able to hold space for the clients. Like we do, you know, that's a whole nother level of, uh, what we bring to this industry and like what we bring to our clients. You know what I mean? So my, my goal here on these podcasts is to be honest and like not impressive, but at the end of the day, I hadn't really given myself credit as to what I'd accomplished over my 20 year career. And that was being able to do hair and make it for the covers of magazines and to travel with some celebrity stylists and to have elite clients fly me here and there to work for them privately. Like I've been able to do so much work on stage, um, travel, work behind the scenes and on um, stage stuff. So <laughs> countless weddings, 
uh, opening a salon, selling it for profit a year and a half after opening uh, in the middle of a pandemic, like being able to do all those things should be celebrated. And so wherever you're at in your business, whatever you've done, small or big, I want you to take a second and just really embrace where you're at and give yourself some credit, give yourself a hug, a high five, um, write down the list of things that you've done in your career and what it's taken you to get there, the experience that you have. That is the value perception your clients need to hear and know from you as to why you're charging the prices that you're charging. They may know you do great hair, but they don't know why. They don't know where the investments came from. They don't know what you've spent for your you know, education and all that. They don't know the continuing education you do unless you share that with them. So when you can create a higher perceived value of you, the time they get to spend with you, and then the services that you get, that elevated client experience, that's when it's you're really free to charge whatever you want. So being educated, educating your clients, staying around other educated people that have these higher, higher level conversations, that's where true success and the magic lies in scaling your business to wherever you want it to be. And, you know, I listen a lot to Brit Siva's podcast, the Thriving Stylist podcast. And while she's one of the main people who got me fired up to create this podcast as well, there's a lot of things that she talks about that I didn't experience in this industry. I think she started a few years after me. And um, I think she did hair for several years and then ended up uh, running a salon for somebody who she calls him an absentee owner. So she basically got to run the salon uh, without the stressors or pressure of actually being the salon owner. And while it sounds like she had a pretty awesome career and learned a shit ton on how to organize and systemize um, the business, I think having 20 years experience of being with some people who have left big salons to open their own salons, watching some of that fail, watching people make moves into other spaces, you know, getting to travel and see what that really looks like, getting to work in an even bigger salon and watching the navigation of partnerships, dissolving of partnerships, what it looks like to expand a salon, what it looks like the house, you know, close to 40 stylists at one time and run an assistant program. You know, I've designed education and programs for assistants, um, taught foundational skills of hairdressing to all of those people and watch those girls bloom into their own successful entrepreneurs behind the chair. And that all came with the experience and the knowingness of so much shit that I fucked up on watching some of my mentors and peers fuck up on stuff because they would skip steps. They would skip the foundational steps of building a business and then wonder why, you know, when one thing cracked on the wall, the whole thing came down. It was because you didn't have a solid foundation. And so many people open salons that have no business education, that have no business background. They just know the craft of hairdressing and maybe didn't like the environment that they were in. So they said, this is shit. I'm going to go make it better and do it somewhere else. But like any true business, if you don't have systems and processes put in place, this is something that Britt and I do agree on, um, they will go to shit. And by systems and processes, I mean, how do you do things? That's Those two words aren't scary. You have a system to how you do things and you stick to it. It's very much like my non-negotiables that I talk about. If you want to work here, this is how we play. And if you don't really like it, that's okay. There's another salon down the street and you can go see if you want to play with them. But when you let anybody into your environment and when you bring on anybody and you have a melting pot of people who kind of want rules, some people who don't want rules, some people who follow rules, some people who don't follow rules because they don't think it's important to show up on time or wear makeup or do their hair, that's when you have that at the salon. 
And so if you can educate anybody coming into your place of business as to why we show up this professional, it's so we can have an elevated experience for everybody. And that Susie and Sarah and Brian and Bob and Jessica and everybody can charge these high level ticket prices because we all come together and have decided this is the level we want to play at. So to, to wherever you're at in your business, if you feel like you don't have the footing you need to really define your craft as a business. If there's some things, you know, that could be tweaked, you're not quite paying attention to your numbers all the time. You don't really keep your bookkeeping up. You have only one account instead of a business account and a, a personal account. If you free willy nilly buy the new blow dryer and the new scissors at any given time, cause you don't really have a budget. You don't know what's coming in. You don't know what's going out. You can't guesstimate your taxes. Cause you never know how much you're making. Are you going to be busy this week? Are you not? That's where there's no foundation put it. If you create systems in your business, you can generally, um, kind of predict what your, what your week and what your month's going to look like. So with that being said, what is it that you guys need to know in order to move forward to the next level of your business? Where are you struggling? What is coming up for you listening to this podcast? Um, I want to know because I can tell you this, and I even wrote it down because this was part of my journaling that I did this morning after I felt so awesome after taking that class yesterday. I wrote this down and I wanted to share it with you guys. And it's what kind of got me fired up for today. Um, when you let your efforts be directed to something and keep that end in view, you will stress less and be able to stay focused. It's not the action or work to the goal that overwhelms people. It's the inability to stay focused on one thing, to know what to do day in and day out, what to say no to and what to say yes to, because how will you know when you've reached your goal or when you've gotten off track, if you're not defined if you've never defined what those things are. So, and the answer is you cannot. You're, and so you're driven into failure or the chaos and overwhelm of being directionless. And what does being directionless mean? Okay, directionless means I look at my schedule, I've got a few clients, but like I only have one on Friday, so I'm just gonna move her. And uh, I don't know, hopefully I make rent. Or directionless can look like so tired at the end of the day, like nobody works as hard as I do. I only want to work two days a week for like four hours. Why aren't I making $150,000 a year? Well, if $150,000 a year is your goal, you got to reverse engineer that goal. What do you need to charge? How many clients need to come in through the door? How many hours a week do you need to work? Can you take that Friday off if you only have one person on it? What does that look like when you have direction of where you want to go and the goals that you have for yourself, you just reverse engineer the plan. And it's very simple and it's easier to show up when you're not sitting in indecision of like, do I have to go in for two more people this week or not? Or can I kind of push them off to next week? What are the non-negotiables and boundaries that you have set up for yourself? Um, but when you, when you, when you take the time to create some sort of a plan, a three month, a six month, a nine month, a year long plan and break that down into what actually needs to get done. How much marketing do you need to do on social media? Do you love posting on social media? Do you love getting in people's DMs, telling them about your services? Do you have platforms where you can share that you're the expert local hairdresser and you want to get people in your chair? Like, what do you need to do in order to grow and scale your business the way you want? Or maybe you're a salon owner or you're thinking about opening a salon. How can you best support your staff and how much do you need to be showing up in order to get the team to do the things that you want them to do? So 
you know, having a vision or a plan helps ease burnout. It helps ease overwhelm and it a hundred percent decreases your anxiety when it comes to all the things. And I'm not just talking about business. I'm talking about personal as well. If every day you're going to the gym and there's no goal in mind, I'm just going to the gym. This is so annoying. It doesn't work. I'm tired. Woe is me. Like if the plan is I'm getting ready for my birthday coming up and it's in six weeks. So I have six weeks. I have this great plan. This is the outfit I want to wear. And I think or I know if I put in 45 minutes of effort every single day, eat mindfully, I'm definitely going to look better in six weeks than I look right now. I'm going to feel really good. I'm going to have proven to myself that I can commit to something. And that feeling of accomplishment has a, a goal should have an end and a set date of when it's going to be done. And like weight loss, you can go from that goal. You can meet that goal or get as close to it as possible. And then right away you can set the next goal, but that's when you celebrate. That's when you give yourself credit for showing up. That's when you pat yourself on the back and say, you did a great job. You may not do have done it as best as you wanted to, but you showed up for yourself. And that's same with your business. Anything that you do consistently will have some sort of reward afterwards. Or <laughs> if you're consistently a piece of shit and you don't show up like you should, you're probably going to get fired or lose all your clients. So it can go both ways, right? Um, and the only thing that matters at the end of the day with all of this is that you just have the confidence to believe in yourself that you have the ability to create whatever kind of life you want in this business. If you want to run a part-time business, there is nothing wrong with that. If you want to work full-time and you want to make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, you can do that. You just have to have the systems and the foundation in place in order to do that. And education is, is freedom. Education is growth. When you're not continually educating yourself on the latest and greatest trends, business, what's going on in the world, like that's when you lose touch with reality and, you know, things start to crumble and fall apart. So what are you guys looking most forward towards at the end of the year? I know it's our busy season. We're going into, you know, the wild, wild, wild west here. And I mean, the world's open. So hopefully we stay just as busy as we are. Um, so what are you guys going to set up to make sure you feel uh, like you're self-care is taken care of, that you're still taking care of all of the things that need to get done on a day-to-day -day basis. You're not going to be flipped into overwhelm, anxiety, and burnout. Um, I want you to really map that out. What is the next three months going to look like for you? How can you sit down and put together a little vision board, a vision plan for yourself for the next couple of months so that when we check in back at end of December and January, you can say, Hey, I stuck to my plan pretty well. And it held me through. And I feel really great. I don't feel like shit after, uh, you know, the holiday season. So I'd love to hear from you guys in my DM, shoot me a DM. Let me know what you thought about this episode and what you're going to do to support yourself. What is the next thing you're going to invest in for your business and for yourself? Is it a mastermind? Is it a course? Is it a class? Is it a weekend away with the girls because you haven't had any time to yourself? Is it a spa pamper day for yourself because you've been momming so hard and working, you haven't given yourself a chance to like come back home? You know, what is it that you're going to invest in yourself at the end of the, by the end of the year? I want to know whether it's small or big. Um, and if you're looking for things, um, I've got a ton of great recommendations for programs and whatnot that tons of my amazing friends have put together. I'm always promoting different things that people have going on. So hit me with whatever you've got going on and you're dealing with, and I'll help direct you where I think you should go. Um, but I send you guys so much love, focus on what brings you joy, focus on what brings you happiness, do something small, something big for yourself every day that just shows up, shows yourself some love because at the end of the day, beauty inspires beauty. And I'm here to help you create uh, a beautiful life that you are in love with. And that is my mission with this podcast. It's really kind of come to me in the last couple of weeks that, you know, 
when we can show up big for ourselves, that beautifulness that comes out of us inspires others to do the same. So I'm sending you guys so much love. If you love this episode, please share it with somebody, drop us a review, rate, subscribe. It would mean the world to me to help grow this podcast and get it out to more people. So sending you guys so much love. I'll see you in the next one. I'm going